This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. The Bible tells us Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Does that include you? Is your soul lost? In today's message, we'll discuss what it means to be lost and who it may include. Stay with us as we continue our study on Jesus' parables, stories with intent sermon series. Our message today, The Search. Today, we are going to examine two parables that tell us how God feels about you and me. I hope you'll stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? Gracious Father, we are here worshiping you because we love you, and we love your word. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you. Amen.
Our reading for today is taken from Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus, what a friend for sinners Jesus, lover of my soul Friends may fail me, foes assail me He, my Savior, makes me whole
Dear friends, I recently watched the rerun of a movie entitled Saving Private Ryan. This movie was quite a hit in the theaters years ago. I enjoyed it then. I enjoyed it again. The movie's about a platoon of soldiers during World War II who have been given the assignment of finding a certain Private Ryan in the war zone shortly after D-Day. The reason being, Private Ryan's other two brothers had been killed in battle, and now he was the one remaining son. The military powers that be felt it was necessary to get the last surviving son home safely to the family farm. The whole movie's about the search for Private Ryan, the obstacles that this platoon of soldiers faced and overcame, and the philosophical discussions and arguments between them about the value of one person. Was this really worth losing their lives for? It took great sacrifice to find him, which they finally did. I thought this was a powerful movie with a powerful theme regarding the value of a life. Jesus paints for us a saving private Ryan sort of picture in today's parables, which we read earlier. He told them with the intent of getting his critics to understand God's purposes and the depths of God's love. You see, the religious elite of his day had been criticizing Jesus. The Pharisees and the scribes didn't like that he was associating with the wrong sort of people. Crooked tax collectors, traitors, notorious sinners of the community, people who were considered real scum of the day. I suppose if Jesus were to appear today to do his kingdom ministry, we would probably find him among drug dealers and thieves and pimps and other despicable types and scratch our heads. The people back in the time of Jesus expected the Messiah to come, of course, but this... Certainly, Messiah would never hang out with such unclean and undesirable types of people. But in fact, Jesus seemed to be almost attracted to these types, to the morally corrupted. He ate dinner with them, which was seen as a symbol of acceptance. His attitude mystified those very religious Pharisees and scribes. They questioned they questioned the legitimacy of his ministry and complained about his actions. So, Jesus responded with a couple of stories. The first story he told was about a shepherd with 100 sheep. At the end of the day, he counted the sheep, found that one was missing. So he left the 99 with one of his associates and went out to search for the one missing sheep. When he found it, he rejoiced and he placed it upon his shoulders and carried the sheep all the way home. And once he got home, he called the neighbors and had a celebration party. Jesus said, this is what happens in heaven when a lost person is found, when he repents and comes home to the Heavenly Father. God celebrates. Then Jesus went on to tell another story of a woman who had ten coins she lost one. She turned the house upside down looking for that one coin. Finally, she found it. She was so thrilled, 
she called everyone around the neighborhood to come and celebrate with her. Jesus said, this is what happens in heaven whenever a lost person comes home. They celebrate. Now with these parables, Jesus was justifying his actions to the people who had been criticizing him. He was, in essence, saying, you know, lost people matter to God. In fact, everyone matters to God. God loves each and every one of us and wants each and every one of us for a relationship. The God who sent us Jesus is the Heavenly Father who longs to have his children back home again, who created us for himself, and he loves us. Someone has said these parables don't set out to present the gospel, but to vindicate the gospel. Jesus is defending his association with lost sinners, saying they matter to God. You know, there is a common thread that runs throughout these stories Jesus told. First, there's something missing that is considered very valuable. And then there's an all-out search to find that missing item. And finally, when it's found, there is great joy and celebration. Likewise, our Father in heaven, Jesus told us, looks at us and he sees us as very valuable individuals. The world may treat us as just a name on a computer or a printout or a number in a phone book, but God looks at you and sees a valuable individual. Each of us is his creation and is precious in his sight. We're valuable. God has great plans for your life to bring you to himself and change you and transform you. But he values you now, even as you are. The sheep and coin are of great value, but they needed to be found because they were lost. There are different ways of getting lost from God. There is the lostness of a person who has no relationship with God because they don't know or trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that they are eternally lost. If they die without Jesus in their life, they'll go to hell. And it will be eternally lost. Scripture is clear on that. There is a lostness of an individual who's had a relationship with God and decides one day to strike out and make it on their own without God. You know what happens when you try to run your own life, don't you? You get lost. I can tell you that from personal experience. There was a time in my life when I got really lost from God. But fortunately, God in his mercy sent someone to lead me back to him. Some of us get led astray by distractions, like sheep do. It's not like sheep have these great minds and decide to just up and leave the shepherd. The sheep nibble themselves lost. They move from one green area to the next until finally they look up and realize they don't know where they are. They're out of sight of the shepherd. I was reminded of that image uh, again in, in the park the other day when I was with my grandchildren. Little, little Johnny ran off when he 
he was distracted by the music that was playing. And when he looked up, he had run off to get close to those musicians in the band. We had to go fetch him back. That's usually what happens to many of us. We get so wrapped up in the distractions of life, pursuing things that we think really matter, the busyness of life, and then we look up and suddenly realize that God seems a million miles away. We've nibbled ourselves lost, you could say. Jesus would go on to point out to the Pharisees that there was a more tragic loss than any other kind of loss. It's the lostness of not knowing you're lost. The evidence of not knowing that you are lost is that you become callous and you quit caring about the spiritual health of people around you. You get rather arrogant and self-righteous. You count on yourself to have a right relationship with God. You see, these religious types were lost and didn't even know it. The Bible says, though, in the book of Isaiah, that all are like sheep and have scattered and gone astray. It appears that all of us are lost sheep and coins who are valued but need to be found and brought back to our Heavenly Father on a regular basis. The good news is God wants you. You matter to him no matter what you've done with your life. When you're found by him, when you come back to him, he rejoices. He throws a party with the angels of heaven. Can't you just see it? Your name on a banner. My question I have to ask you today personally, is God looking for you these days? Because he wants you. You're valuable and precious in his sight. He gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross so that you might have a relationship with him. You matter. There's something else here, though, that we need to take seriously as the Church of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said after his resurrection, As the Father sent me, so I send you. As lost people have mattered to Jesus, so lost people are to matter to us, no matter how messy their lives may be. I know it's much easier to write people off, to let them go. But Jesus invites us into the mess because that individual really does matter to God. And you're God's representative. You're being sent to find lost sheep to bring home to the Father. Did you notice in the parable, by the way, that when the shepherd finds the sheep, he places the sheep upon his shoulders, rejoicing, Jesus said. You know, Jesus took the burden upon his shoulder and took the long walk home carrying the sheep when he bore our burdens on his body on a cross to save us, that we might have forgiveness and be brought home. And the scripture says in the book of Hebrews that he counted this as joy, for the joy that was set before him, it says. 
Jesus went to the cross for us. He calls us to experience that same sort of joy in our lives as we strike out to find the lost and bring them back to the Father. He calls us to carry that burden of bringing lost people home, to not just keep to ourselves and leave those that are messed up out on their own. You and I are are to take that calling seriously. I believe that those disciples that day, listening to Jesus tell that story, uh, saw that he was also teaching them something. That they were to ignore these uh, boundaries that had been set up by the religious elite and go after those that were lost in God's sight. I would like to believe, as probably you do too, that everyone is going to go to heaven, but that's just not true. The Bible states clearly that there's, no matter how much we want it to be true, it, it's not. The Bible says if we as the Church of Jesus Christ ignore the fact that people can be lost eternally, we are being unfaithful to the one who gave his life for us. Because they matter to God. And he loves them. And wants us to love them as well. Back into the kingdom. So I leave you with this thought. If there is someone in your life today. Who does not know Jesus Christ. Or who has. Gotten themselves lost. With the distractions and temptations of life. I urge you to be a blessing in his or her life. To let them know that the Father is looking for them. That a party is waiting for them. Because it is. And joy is awaiting you as you carry out the mission. Amen.
As you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You've been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has blessed you to be a blessing in the life of a lost person as you remind them of the Father searching for them and the party waiting to welcome them back into the kingdom. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit listener supported ministry dedicated to serving the spiritual needs of those unable to attend worship and all others who have a need to listen. We are extremely grateful and feel a great responsibility to all who support us with their prayers and gifts. In this effort, it is very helpful for us to know which stations are most viable. If you are able, please call or drop us a note and let us know where you listen to Christian Crusaders. You can contact us at Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or by email at cc at nas.org, or our toll-free telephone number at 1-888-693-2484. Each quarter, we print a newsletter called The Crusader. Each issue contains short messages by Pastor Kramer and Pastor Lavig and Julie Nordstrom, our executive director, in addition to other general information about Christian Crusaders. The theme of our 2019 issues is on Psalms 23. If you would like to receive this newsletter and are not already on our mailing list, please send us your name and address, and we will mail the newsletter to you in the future. We are delighted you are able to worship with us this day and pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was our speaker, Pastor Steve Kramer. Christian Crusaders has been broadcasting biblical truth on air and online continuously for the past 83 years. And from all of us at Christian Crusaders, may your week be filled with God's peace, which passes all understanding.